October football is here. Welcome into the Y'all Kickoff Show for the next hour. We're going to set the table for what's on the gridiron Saturday. I'm John Rawl. This Y'all Kickoff Show is a production of Y'all.com, the South's homepage. And on the South's homepage, you can go there now and get all kinds of Southern goodies. We've got tips on how to improve your home right there on the homepage. You can click on the show that we produce called Tricks of the Trade. We also have other great travel features from across the Southeast and so much more. And we've got plenty of college football right there at y'all.com. And we produce at y'all.com the Y'all Show, a daily three-hour ride across the Southeast where we cover news, we cover food, we cover a little political talk from time to time. We've got your Southern cuisine with plenty of great stops along the way. And yeah, we mix in plenty of college sports at y'all show at y'all.com. So check it out. This show also available in podcast form. We're on Spotify, Stitcher. We're on the iHeart app and the TuneIn radio app amongst others. Hey, don't forget. We're also on the Apple podcast app. Check out y'all show. It's free. It's easy. And it's something you're going to want to share with everybody because we are Quite a unique production, promoting the South. You know, this is not a bad place. (laughs) And we're certainly not a bad place when it comes to college football. I'm John Rawl. This is the opportunity for me to tell you thank you for listening. And let's get into the fun of this fifth week of college football. It's going to be good. we got some really good unbeaten battles going on in the SEC on this college football Saturday. I'll walk through the whole line up here today. We also have some audio coming up. We've got Dave Clawson, head coach of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. They entered the top 25 this week. The Deeks are unbeaten. The Deeks are looking mighty good in the Atlantic division of the ACC. Could it be Wake Forest making its first appearance in the ACC championship game in Charlotte, at least? I know they played in Jacksonville many years ago. But, uh, yeah, Jim Grobe took them down to the ACC title, actually, in Jacksonville when that was held there. But what about in Charlotte? So we'll hear from Dave Clawson. He'll talk about his veteran players, and that's part of the reason the Deeks are having such a great start to the season. We also have a little Lane Kiffin audio, courtesy of the Paul Feinbaum Show. Kiffin was on that this week, talking about this week's Mississippi at Alabama football game, a game that will pit Kiffin against his old boss, Nick Saban. And those two, Kiffin and Feinbaum, had a great conversation. We've got a clip of that. We'll play it for you here in this hour of the Y'all Kickoff Show. And also, we're going to hear from ESPN's Reese Davis as he was on with former Georgia Bulldog head football coach Jim Donnan in a podcast that he does. And Reese Davis was the Alabama guy, was all about JT Daniels, the Georgia Bulldog quarterback. And JT Daniels in the news, he's going to play as the Dogs host the Arkansas Razorbacks. And Daniels has a bit of a lat issue going on. I'll fill you in on the latest that we know coming out of Athens, Georgia. But what a big game you got in Athens, Georgia between number eight Arkansas, number two Georgia. Ooh, the hedges. Oh, I don't know if they can hold back what's going to be happening. Whoever wins that one is going to be, man, smiling, 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 smiling. So we're going to have all that covered. Plus, in this Y'all Kickoff show, 
We've got our friend, General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football, foretelling he's dropping by with his humorous take on the weekend's battles across college football. That will be coming up before the hour is done. So, again, appreciate you tuning in on great radio stations across the South. Let's get into the lineup Saturday, and that aforementioned Hogs-Dogs battle starts the day. ESPN, ESPN has this one starting at 12 noon, Athens time. On ESPN, you can tune in and see number two Georgia hosting Sam Pittman, who used to work at UGA before he took the job in Fayetteville. Pittman and his Hogs are at Athens. That's going to be a monster game. Make sure you check that out. Fox has Michigan at Wisconsin. I guess this might be the Fox Big Noon kickoff this week, which means for two weeks in a row, they've had Wisconsin, which is not a very good football team this year. I think Wisconsin's, what, two and two? And number 14, Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines going up to Camp Randall for a Big Ten battle. That is going to be, again, on Fox. The Tennessee Vols, they'll be packing their bags. They're heading to Como as they're in Columbia, Missouri. The Missouri Tigers await. This is your high noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Columbia, Missouri time kick between the Vols and the Tigers on the SEC Network. Hey, got to give credit to the Charlotte 49ers. This team knocked off Duke. To start the year, 49ers out of Conference USA will be on the Big Ten Network early on Saturday as they'll be in Champaign-Urbana to take on the Illini of Illinois. ACC Network's first game of the day has got Georgia Tech hosting the Pitt Panthers at 11 o'clock Central. Duke and North Carolina have a little rivalry going on. The victory bell is at stake when these two face off at high noon Chapel Hill time on ESPN2. Big Ten Network's also got Purdue and Minnesota. That's a noon Eastern kick. ABC's got TCU hosting Texas. Well, I wonder what the crowd's going to be like there in Fort Worth as they welcome in Texas. Texas, by the way, goes into this game without their band. Their band's being quarantined. Uh, they got a little COVID issue going on with the Longhorn band. So no eyes of Texas in this one. Also, you got the Memphis Tigers trying to rebound. They lost to UTSA last week after beating teams like Mississippi State. The Tigers will be in Philly to take on the Temple Owls. ESPNU's where you can tune this thing in starting at 12 noon, Philly time, 11 o'clock, Memphis time. Also, you got the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. We're going to hear from Dave Clawson momentarily. His number 24 Deeks host, Scott Satterfield and the Louisville Cardinals from Winston-Salem. Georgia State nearly knocked off Auburn last week. They got App State coming in for a Sunbelt Conference battle. Starts at 2 Eastern, 1 o'clock Central. In the Pac-12, Colorado's got USC coming over from LA. The Pac-12 Network's where you can tune this in starting at 2 Eastern, 1 o'clock Central time. Should be worth a view if you get a chance to see these two Pac-12 teams battle. Hey, big game going on starting at 2.30 in, uh, I guess, South Bend is, uh, I don't even know. Are they Eastern or Central time? Because it gets kind of screwy with the time zones through there. We'll just say 2.30 Eastern, 1.30 Central. Notre Dame, ranked number seven. Brian Kelly, who's now the winningest coach in Notre Dame history, his Irish have his old employer coming by for a little football game. It's the number seven Cincinnati Bearcats and number nine Notre Dame from Notre Dame Stadium. And again, NBC is where you can tune in this battle of unbeatens. 
Coastal Carolina continues to work its magic. The Chanticleers and Sunbelt Conference action for the first time. They've got the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe. Of course, if you've been following college football news this week, the quarterback there of the Warhawks, Rodriguez, he went down with a lung injury and was in intensive care earlier this week. He's the son, I guess it's Rhett Rodriguez, the son of Rich Rodriguez, the one-time coach at West Virginia, as well as Michigan, and also out at Arizona. And he's out, he's home, or he got to go home this week. Looks like he's going to be maybe okay, but boy, thoughts there with the Warhawk program. They're in Conway, taking on number 16, Coastal Carolina, on this football Saturday afternoon. Alabama, they've got the CBS special. They've got their old offensive coordinator coming in for his Mississippi Land Shark team. It's number twenty. It's number twelve Mississippi and number one Alabama on CBS starting at three thirty Eastern. This is going to be a dandy. I don't know how much defense is going to be out there on display on the field at Bryant Denny Stadium, but offensively between Matt Corral and what Alabama can do on the scoreboard, woo, this is going to be a great one. Stanford's on ABC in the middle of the afternoon. They've got. Oregon, Oregon, the Ducks ranked number three in the country, and they're going on down to Palo Alto for this battle again on ABC starting at 3.30 Eastern. Fox has a mid-afternoon Big 12 battle. K-State's got the Oklahoma Sooners coming into Bill Snyder Family Stadium. That again on Fox in the middle of the afternoon. Ohio State Number 11, they actually went down a little bit last week in the polls. The Big Ten Network has their road contest at Rutgers. Hey, don't sleep on Rutgers. Greg Schiano's back, and did you see what Rutgers nearly did against Michigan? Did you see what Rutgers is just doing plainly right now? He's got Rutgers football great again. He's the Donald Trump of the Big Ten Conference. That would be Schiano, the former Rutgers slash Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach, now back right there in New Jersey doing wonders. And he would really be doing wonders if he can find a way to knock off Ohio State Saturday afternoon. Your mid-afternoon SEC Network broadcast, the South Carolina Gamecocks and Shane Beamer. Shane letting his kind of facial hair grow out this week. I'm not not really sure what that's all about. 3.30 Columbia time is the kick between the Gamecocks and the Sunbelt Conference's Troy Trojans. Hey, it's a battle of South Florida schools, FIU and FAU. They get together in Boca Raton at 3.30 Eastern. Syracuse and FSU have an ACC contest at 3.30 Eastern. That's on the ACC network if you want to tune in. Big 12 battle taking place in the Mountain State. Mountaineers hosting the Texas Tech Red Raiders on ESPN2. 3.30 kick there Eastern time. Navy and UCF have an AAC battle on the CBS Sports Network mid-afternoon. East Carolina's got Tulane coming into the pirate ship starting at 3.30 on Saturday. You also have SMU. Wow, what a great job they did last week going over to Fort Worth and knocking off TCU in the iron skillet battle. Man, the Sunny Dykes coach Mustangs are now 4-0, and and they're a heartbeat away from getting their ponies into the top 25. SMU on this football Saturday should have a winnable game. They've got USF coming over for an ESPNU contest starting at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Big D time. Georgia Southern just fired their coach last week, and with their interim coach, the Eagles have the Arkansas State Butch Jones coached 
Red Wolves coming in to Statesboro for a mid-afternoon contest. Pac-12 battle on the Pac-12 network starting at 5.30 Eastern. Cal and Washington State. Undefeated Kentucky hosts the one-loss Florida Gators. This is a 6 Eastern 5 o'clock kick on ESPN. NC State, they entered the top 25 this week. They're ranked number 23. They've got Skip Holtz and the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs coming over to Carter-Finley Stadium. Rice and Southern Miss with a little CUSA fund. That starts at 6.30 in Houston, 5.30 Houston time, 6.30 Eastern. Lobos of New Mexico have the United States Air Force Academy there in Albuquerque for a late afternoon matchup. SEC Network's primetime game, it's got Texas A&M ranked number 15. They host Mike Leach's Bulldogs of Mississippi State, 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock Aggieland time. Hey, Oklahoma State continues to work its magic, and it's going to be a battle of unbeatens in Stillwater as the Pokes, ranked number 19, have the number 21 Baylor Bears coming in for an ESPN2 primetime battle. UAB, congratulations to the Blazers. They open up their brand new, I think it's Progressive Stadium is the name of it, and it opens up in downtown Birmingham on this football Saturday. UAB and their roughly 45,000-seat stadium, brand new, shining, beautiful, right there in downtown Beeham. They've got Hugh Freeze's Liberty Flames coming in. This is a 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock Magic City time kick on the CBS Sports Network. Iowa State hosts Kansas on this Saturday night. Penn State, they're ranked number four. ABC has their primetime contest against Indiana there from Happy Valley. Michigan State, ranked number 17. Western Kentucky comes in for a non-conference battle. Clemson tries to get off the mat. The Tigers, ranked number 25 on the ACC Network in primetime. There at Death Valley, they host the Boston College Eagles. Vanderbilt should pick up a win this weekend. They've got UConn, and UConn comes in for this matchup in Music City starting at 7.30 Eastern on ESPNU. The Big Ten Network's primetime battle features the two ends, Northwestern at Nebraska. On ESPN Plus, you can tune in and see the South Alabama Jaguars, USA, USA. The Jags and Louisiana Lafayette have a primetime contest in Mobile. A great battle that you can tune in and see some fun. Always great when these two get together because, man, crazy things happen. Number 22, Auburn, and their quarterback, who used to be an LSU quarterback, go in to Death Valley for a Saturday night in Death Valley contest on ESPN. That starts at 9 Eastern, 8 o'clock Baton Rouge time. UTEP, they're a little bit better this year. The Miners have Old Dominion coming in for a primetime contest right there in El Paso. Oregon State, they've got Washington coming over for a Pac-12 battle in prime time. UCLA's got Arizona State. San Jose State hosts New Mexico State. And lastly, number 18, Fresno State on CBS Sports Network. It's your late night kick. They are in Honolulu or wherever the University of Hawaii's campus is. And they've got the Rainbow Warriors awaiting them there on the island. And this is an 11 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock kick on CBS Sports Network. And that is... Whew, that is a full day's lineup of college football, and we here at the Y'all Kickoff Show are happy to tell you all about it. You know what? We're also happy to tell you that if you stick with us through the break, and I highly, highly recommend that you do so, when we come back, you're going to hear Dave Clawson, head coach of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, talk about his senior leadership on his football program, a program right now ranked in the top 25, and a program heading in the right direction. And they're also undefeated, did I tell you that? 
We also have Lane Kiffin talking to Paul Feinbaum this week as his Mississippi Land Sharks get ready to take on the number one Alabama Crimson Tide. Plus, we also have a little audio of Reese Davis of ESPN commenting on Georgia Bulldog quarterback JT Daniels, who will play in the game against Arkansas. We have all that coming up right after the break on this, the Y'all Kickoff Show. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Wake Forest Demon Deacons, they're in the top 25. The Deeks undefeated thus far, and they have a game against the Louisville Cardinals on this football Saturday. And looking ahead at their schedule, no humongous challenges, in my opinion, until the Deeks face UNC November 6th. They do have NC State coming over on November 13th, and then Clemson is the opponent in Death Valley, South Carolina toward the end of the regular season. But for right now, Wake should have a whole bunch more wins coming their way. Dave Clawson is the head coach of the Dixon here on the Y'all Kickoff Show as we get you ready for all of the fun on game day Saturdays. We're going to go in and now hear from the head coach as he spoke at his weekly press conference, and he spoke about his veteran leadership on his football team and that veteran leadership with all those guys who decided to come back and play for the Deeks after the COVID year, after all the uncertainty with what's going on with so much in the world, frankly, right now. Dave Clawson is very appreciative of these gentlemen making the decision to come back to Winston-Salem. Here is the coach of the Wake Forest football program. You have seven really good players who are good leaders and mature and committed uh, that are on your football team that you otherwise wouldn't have. And if you add two or three players like that, it helps your football team. You know, we've added seven. Uh, you know, on offense to have uh, Donald Stewart and who's playing a lot, um, and to have Brandon Chapman, who's a two-time captain and a starter for us, that, that's invaluable. But on the defensive side of the ball where you have Miles Fox, Suleiman Kamara, Luke Masterson, Jasir T- Taylor, and Travion Red, I mean, all those guys are starters. So that's close to half your defense uh, that you don't have to replace. And, um, and that's allowed us to have depth, uh, and that's always been our challenge here. So it helps a lot. Uh, we're not the only team that has a bunch of super seniors back. 
but certainly at Wake Forest, the way that we try to, to redshirt our, our freshmen, uh, to have seven additional players that are good players and good people and good leaders uh, helps us tremendously. That the head coach of Wake Forest, Dave Clawson, talking about those super seniors. And I think just about every football program right now has those so-called super seniors as because of COVID, because of all the recent changes with the NCAA, you're seeing these gentlemen go out there and do incredible things. I know ETSU has a player who's been a part of their football program there in Johnson City for eight years. He's a super, super senior, and he, again, I think the uh, top defensive returner for the ETSU Buccaneers of the FCS but Dave Clawson, man, he's got a great team. Again, it's the Deeks and the Louisville Cardinals with an early kick here on this fifth weekend of college football. Let's move on to the SEC, and Lane Kiffin is the head coach of the University of Mississippi, and the Mississippi Land Sharks will be in Tuscaloosa, and they'll be battling the Alabama Crimson Tide, the number one team in the land. And it's only been two times in history the University of Mississippi has gone over to Tuscaloosa and walked out winners. And can can the shocker happen again? Well, if anybody's going to do it, Lane Kiffin's got a very, very good chance to do it because he knows Alabama. He knows Nick Saban. And he talked about that when he got together this week with Paul Feinbaum of the SEC Network as, of course, Feinbaum in his unique fashion gets the best out of his guests, and that's what he did when he interviewed, again, the head coach of Mississippi, Lane Kiffin. Everyone, and I mean everyone, doesn't matter where they work or, or who they represent, you know, has tried to turn this into Lane Kiffin versus Nick Saban, and everyone, especially you, know the storylines. Uh, how do you, or, or do, does it really matter if that overwhelms what is really going to be happening at 2.30 Saturday? Well, we mentioned last year, and I joked with him before the game, you know, um, well, we'd be in a lot better shape if it was me versus him uh, <laughs> from an age standpoint and him be one year off of his hip replacement. So I'd, I'd be less – I don't think we'd be such a big underdog then. You, you faced everyone there is to face in, in your many stops along the way, you know, extremely well, well-regarded coaches, some of the best of all time in the NFL and in college. But is it different when you, when you go up against Nick Saban because of his stature and the fact that you worked for him for a number of years? I mean, it, it may be, you know, the week leading up. Once the game starts, you don't think about who the head coach is on the other side. You're so busy making adjustments, trying to get players in the best position to win that uh, you forget about that. A lot of times you forget about even where you're playing. So, um, you know, there's a lot of build-up to it. But once it starts, that that doesn't really matter. You know, we've played him before and been in that stadium. Haven't been on the visiting side, what, I guess, in about 13 years. And so maybe we'll play defense like that, Paul, when we didn't give up a touchdown the whole day. Yeah. All right, that was Lane Kiffin on the Paul Feinbaum SEC Network show talking about this weekend's matchup between the Mississippi Land Sharks. Again, the Sharks go into this game in the top 15, and they've got what's the odds-on favorite as the Heisman Trophy winner this year in Matt Corral, and it's going to be a dandy there from Bryant-Denny Stadium with the number one team in the country hosting the number 12 Sharks out of Lafayette County, Mississippi. Another great SEC battle takes place between the hedges as Georgia ranked number two. Some might even say 
Maybe they should be number one in the country. The Dogs have the upstart Arkansas Razorbacks coming in for a top ten battle as the number eight Hogs and Sam Pittman look to pull the shocker there at Athens. And Georgia's going to have the services of JT Daniels in this one. Now, he had a lat muscle injury ahead of this top ten showdown, but he is going to play, and that's big news for the Georgia Bulldogs as they look to have him pass that ball all over the place. And you know what? If he can't do it, back up Stetson Bennett, who had five touchdown passes in the game against UAB and also looked mighty good in the game against Vanderbilt, a 62 nothing victory in Nashville last weekend. With the combination of Daniels and Bennett and others, Georgia should not have too many problems offensively. The question is, can they stop Arkansas? So, of course, Arkansas has got a great defense, so I shouldn't be so coy uh, promoting Georgia's offense. Arkansas is a very good football program. And the Dogs and the Hogs getting together Saturday. Reese Davis of ESPN, he was on a podcast that former Georgia Bulldog coach Jim Donnan hosts. And we've got some audio of the ESPN guy, the Alabama alum, talking about Daniels. Jonathan Tyler Daniels, by the way, is his name, the 21-year-old quarterback of the Georgia Bulldogs. Here's Reese Davis making some comments about the Georgia Bulldogs injured but going to play quarterback. But I'd like to see him be a little more aggressive, but I do think it's smart. He takes care of the ball. He plays complimentary football. You don't want to give the other side, you know, good field position and easy scores when you've got a defense like you have. But he also has the ability to to be aggressive, right. and I'd like to see him continue to do that. And I think he will. Um, you know, I know it's a different level of competition, but maybe old Stetson coming in there and uh, putting up Madden and NCAA 14 numbers might uh, inspire you, you know, to look for the big shot a little bit more. But, um, you know, I think JT's a really good quarterback. I think he's, uh, I think he's certainly uh, developed a, a good chemistry with the young tight ends. So I think that they, uh, I think they're a good thing. I think Georgia's offense is going to continue to grow. So, you know, I think that you're going to see Georgia's offense continue to grow, become more explosive, even more efficient. And when you pair it with that defense, uh, this could be the year that the Georgia wins a national championship. There's no question about that. Oh, man, Georgia Bulldog fans, you can uh, pump your chest a little bit more if you get the victory against Arkansas this weekend. And did you just hear what Reese Davis just said, dog fans? This could be that year. Georgia fans have been waiting since 1984. Oh, you hairy Bulldogs. (laughs) It's Georgia, Arkansas, 12 o'clock Athens time on ESPN. We'll take a break. Come right back. It's General Gridiron after the timeout, and he's going to put his unique spin on the big games of Saturday, and he'll do it in a humorous way. That's up next as the Y'all Kickoff Show rolls on. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. 
Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Forecasting. We're about to map out the way this college football weekend is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? October is here, and before the ghosts and goblins get here at the end of the month, there's plenty of scary costumes making their way to the football pitch this fifth weekend of college football. So grab your helmet and man those battle stations. We're ready for another round of General Gridiron's Football Foretelling. Arkansas at Georgia. Your Honor, the dogs are preparing their case to be college football's top team. Did you see that absolute butt spanking of Cornelius's Commodores last week? At the rate Kirby Smart's legal team's been filing briefs on behalf of their argument of being top dog, even that for the people John Morgan couldn't defend Alabama's case. The gavel goes down between the hedges with upstart Arkansas filing their own brief. Woo Pigs had the ball bounce on the right side of the courtroom thus far. Unfortunately for barrister Sam Pittman and his defense team, the only brief the Hogs will come close to is the messy ones they'll be sporting when this verdict's read. The Generals, Victor, Georgia. Michigan at Wisconsin. The Varmint Bowl. The unblemished fighting Jimmy Harbaugh's invade jump around town with a lot of mojo. We've grown accustomed to seeing the maize and blue drop at least one game to a head-scratching opponent before October's arrival. Is this the year UM fans have been waiting for since 2015? Harbaugh said after last week's Big Ten opening win over Rutgers, until Purdy appears on the scoreboard, Michigan football will take the win, any win. Bucky's kind of had the same attitude, and following the Irish's fourth quarter onslaught against him, the home team will be scratching for their own Purdy or ugly triumph at Camp Randall. The Generals' victor, Wisconsin. Louisville at Wake Forest. Sam Hartman's TD-making arm, Justice Ellison's elusive ground game, and wide-out Jakari Robertson have made the Deacon get down on his knees and say an extra rosary. Wakes off to its first 4-0 start since the 2017 season. Dave Clawson's fourth year on Tobacco Road, and he's now in his eighth year guiding the angry Sky Pilots. The last time UofL hit the bank in Winston-Salem, it was a 62-59 Cardinals win and one of the highest-scoring games in ACC history. That key Atlantic Division triumph was the first taste of sweet success for then-first-year coach Scott Satterfield. Wake was number 19 at the time. Here we go again with another ranked affair. But this time, Wake wakes up and keeps the birds grounded. The Generals' victor, Wake Forest. Indiana at Penn State. Franklin flew a kite and lightning struck. Franklin wanted the turkey as the national symbol. Franklin's got his pretty face on the $100 bill. But enough of that other Franklin from the Commonwealth. Pennsylvanians are ready for a Franklin swap out on that big bill. Put James on the note. The denizens of Happy Valley are walking around with plenty of Benjamins or Jameses after the money-making declaration the top 10 Nittany Lions have signed on the dotted line for this season. Tom Allen's cream and crimson horde arrive at Beaver Stadium for a primetime ABC contest of Big Ten East participants. But even the Hoosiers will don white Saturday as they'll be surrendering before you even know it. The Generals' victor, Penn State. Mississippi at Alabama. 
All week long, the electricians have been pouring into Bryant-Denny Stadium, adding more digits to the scoreboard. Surfer boy Matt Corral hopes to hang 10, or even 100, maybe 1,000, on Nick Saban's point-stopping pachyderms. This is kind of an old homecoming week for former Saban assistant Lane Kiffin as he enters T-Town for the first time as a coach on the opposite sideline. The powder blue posse will be channeling Coach Billy Brewer's 1988 win and Chad Kelly to Quincy Adebojo's wild one in 2015, the only two Landshark wins ever at Alabama. But sorry, Mississippi. Alabama's got this one in the win column for this Brad Nessler special on CBS. The Generals' victor... Alabama. Coming up, don't you go anywhere. Auburn and LSU have quarterback questions when they meet Saturday night where dreams go to die. Plus, a top 10 meetup in South Bend. Cincinnati's at Notre Dame. General Gridiron's going to be right back with the winners. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive, bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Howdy, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations all over the land, including Cool Country 104.3, WSKE FM 104.3 in Bedford, Pennsylvania, and in Sherrall, South Carolina, WCRE FM 93.9 and 1420 AM, My FM 93.9, Chesterfield County's radio station. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the football fight. Jacksonville State at Kennesaw State. If y'all haven't been keeping score at home in the past few months, you might not have realized the conference realignment circus has also happened on the FCS level. The Atlantic Sun has formed a football league at the 1AA level, and both the Gamecocks and Owls will be in this new league that stretches from Arkansas to Georgia. This year's contest from these new brethren, located only 84 miles apart from each other, sets up to be a good one in northern Cobb County. Although the East Alabama Poultry Company's already notched a win against Florida State, watch for Xavier Shepard and Kyle Glover to team up for an offensive performance that'll be <laughs> outstanding. The Generals' victor, who? The Kennesaw State Owls. That's who. Florida at Kentucky. The number 31 is what stands out when these two SEC East squads get together each year. That was the length of the win streak the Water Lizards enjoyed over the Kitty Cats, a run that lasted from 1987 until 2017. UK's 27-16 triumph in the Swamp in 2018 came during Dan Mullen's first year at UF. Lesson learned, the Gators have gone on to win two straight. 
As Kroger Field's aisles open up for this latest SEC shopping spree, Mullen and his stud QB, Emory Jones, will keep it simple in the bluegrass. Jacquez Jones and the Big Blue D are going to be set to pounce, but these crocs are a slippery. The Generals' victor, Florida. Baylor at Oklahoma State. Number 21, let me repeat that, number 21 Baylor is a perfect 4-0 and atop the Big 12 with two conference dubs to their credit. Dave Aranda's picking up where Matt Rule left the burly beast of the Brazos. So undefeated BU and an undefeated OSU tangle at Boone Pickens with a chance to put a scare on them Trader Sooners and Longhorns. The top 20 pokes have signal caller Spencer Sanders riding tall in the saddle, and with the mullet man keeping plenty of slack in the line, the Pistol Peak Cowboys are going to have just a tight enough lasso to strangle the visiting Baptist. The Generals' victor, Oklahoma State. Auburn at LSU. The Tiger Tussle renews with Auburn enjoying a one-game win streak in this SEC West fun ride. Last season, the Plainsman spanked the heck out of Coach O and his Bayou felines in what would be Gus Malzahn's last great win in Lee County. A holdover from the Malzahn dynasty, Bo Nix, may or may not be the man behind center Saturday night in Death Valley. After Georgia State nearly pulled the Week 4 shocker, T.J. Finley came in to guide the home team to victory. Finley will be back in a familiar setting for this one. He once steered the Old War School's offense. Eyes might be on Finley Saturday, but the eye of the Tiger at midfield's going to be all teared up with LSU pride. The Generals' victor, LSU. Cincinnati at Notre Dame. The weekend's only top 10 matchup is a bit of a flashback for Irish coach Brian Kelly. He used his three years of coaching the Queen City Cats to catapult to the top job at Notre Dame. And throughout the 12 years he's been in South Bend, the veteran tutor has stabilized this once embarrassing program and guided ND to four national semifinals. And he just surpassed the great Newt Rockney as the school's winningest coach. Kelly's Golden Domers are number nine in the latest AP poll. Luke Fickle's Bearcats come in at seven. The smart money's on the home team, but the general likes Bearcat and his red and black boys to pull the upset. The general's victor, Cincinnati. Boy, howdy, those were some dang good picks, but we're not done. We'll be back in a moment to wrap up this week's General Gridiron with our rapid-fire picks. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. We agreed. It's time to try something different. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this week five lineup of frontline college football showdowns. Now, it's time to fix bayonets and storm the field with our rapid-fire football forecast. 
Oklahoma kills Kansas State. North Carolina rings the victory bell versus Duke. Missouri throttles Tennessee. Northwestern gets by Nebraska. Sam Houston wins the Piney Woods battle against Stephen F. Austin in Houston. Fresno State harasses Hawaii. Georgia Tech wrecks Pittsburgh. Texas stampedes TCU. Columbia outsmarts Princeton. Clemson roars back against Boston College. Texas A&M whips Mississippi State. UCLA nips Arizona State. Appalachian State puts the shine on Georgia State. Coastal Carolina mullets their way to a win over Louisiana Monroe. Oregon cuts down Stanford. Ohio State beats Rutgers. VMI takes the Silver Shaco rivalry against the Citadel. NC State takes a bite out of Louisiana Tech. Oregon State scorches Washington. And West Virginia burns Texas Tech's couch. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks on this week's edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week, same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be part of your weekend celebration. General Gridiron is a production of Y'all. For more, log on to y'all.com, the South's homepage. That'll be all, y'all. Well, General, thank you, sir. We appreciate your picks, and we'll just have to see how that plays out on this football Saturday, the fifth weekend of college football. Hmm. We'll be right back, y'all. We've got one last look at all of the big games of the weekend, and we'll throw in some FCS matchups for fun, too. That's ahead as the Y'all Kickoff Show with John Rawl continues. Congratulations to Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly. Last week he became that program's winningest coach, surpassing Newt Rockman. Wow, that's pretty big. Notre Dame on this football Saturday, they've got a battle, a top ten battle there at Notre Dame Stadium. Cincinnati and Notre Dame, NBC has this one kicking at 2.30 Eastern, 1.30 Central time. Elsewhere, your top 25 matchups of this Saturday include Arkansas at Georgia. That's an early kick on ESPN. Wisconsin and Michigan get together on Fox. Louisville and Wake Forest are together at Truist Field starting at 1230 Winston-Salem time. Coastal Carolina ranked number 16. They have Louisiana Monroe coming into Brooks Stadium in Conway starting at 230 Myrtle Beach time. Mississippi and Alabama together on CBS. That is your mid-afternoon kick from Bryant-Denny Stadium. Number one, Bama. Number 12, Mississippi. Stanford, they're not even ranked, but they got a big game for them seeing how their season's going to play out there. Oregon, ranked number three, comes into the farm for a battle on ABC starting at 3.30 Eastern. K-State at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. They have the number six Oklahoma Sooners coming in for a Fox Network broadcast that starts at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Manhattan, Kansas time. Rutgers and Greg Schiano, they've got a big battle there at SHI Stadium. As Ohio State, ranked number 11, they come in for a Big Ten Network battle that starts at 3.30 Piscataway, New Jersey time. Kentucky, the unbeaten Cats, have the once-beaten Florida Gators coming into the shopping cart at Kroger Field. ESPN has this one starting at 6 o'clock. The Gators rank number 10 in the land. 
Louisiana Tech's at number 23, NC State. Carter Finley is where you'll see this one kicking at 6 Eastern. Mississippi State's at number 15, Texas A&M. The SEC Network has this as their prime time affair. The number 21, Baylor Bears. They've got a top 25 matchup with number 19, Oklahoma State. ESPN2 will have this one under the bright lights of Boone Pickens Stadium starting at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Stillwater time. Number 4, Penn State there in Happy Valley. They've got the primetime battle on ABC with the Indiana Hoosiers. Michigan State's ranked number 17. The Sparties have Western Kentucky coming in for a Fox Sports 1 battle, and that's in primetime there from East Lansing. Clemson barely in the top 25. The Tigers are at 25. BC comes down from Chestnut Hill. The ACC Network has this as their primetime game on Saturday evening. LSU and Auburn from ESPN is where you'll see that one starting at 9 Eastern, 8 o'clock Death Valley time. Woo, this is going to be fun. UCLA ranked number 20. They have Arizona State coming into the Rose Bowl for a late-night affair on Fox Sports 1. And lastly, the other top 25 team that's still going to have a game on Saturday when you get ready to go tuck in and get your bedtime story. From Honolulu, it's the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors and the number 18 Fresno State Bulldogs CBS Sports Network is where you'll see that one on Saturday night. That's your top 25 teams in action on this football Saturday Elsewhere, FCS fun for this Saturday include Ed Orgeron's son, uh, Cody is his name, McNeese host Southeast Louisiana, and that's going to be a game starting at 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Lake Charles time. You also have Stetson in a Pioneer League battle. They've got the Davidson Wildcats coming in. Western Carolina is at Chattanooga out of the SOCON. That's a battle there. Elon will be in the state capital of Virginia as the Richmond Spiders take on the Phoenix this weekend. It's the Military Classic of the South in Charleston as the Fighting Wackenheims of VMI march down to Charleston to take on the Citadel. SEMO will be in Cookville to take on Tennessee Tech this weekend. Big battle there in Kennesaw. General Gridiron actually weighed in on this one. The Owls and Jacksonville State together this weekend. North Dakota host their rival from that state, North Dakota State. The Bison going over to ND for a battle. Alabama A&M and the SWAC, they will be at Grambling this weekend. The Nichols Colonels host Houston Baptist. Murray State and Eastern Illinois get together in the SOCON. Sanford will be at Mercer this college football Saturday. Alabama State will be making their first visit to FAMU, FAMU, as FAMU now. They're making their first visit with FAMU as a SWAC member. That battle going on in Tallahassee this weekend. The Fighting Campbell, the Fighting Campbell Camels. Say that five times fast. The Camels will be in Florence. They visit the UNA Lions there in Florence, Alabama this weekend. And lastly, a Middle Tennessee affair. The Tennessee State Tigers and the Austin P. Govs, they get together for a Saturday night affair in Clarksville, Tennessee. That's some FCS fun for you here on this college football Saturday. And we will be right back here come next week for more of the college football madness as we get you ready for week number six. John Rawlingan, thanking you for listening to the Y'all Kickoff Show. Have a great football Saturday. Enjoy your tailgates. Enjoy your TV watching. If you're lucky enough to be going into a stadium, have a great, great time. And thank you again for listening to us. Our podcast available at iHeart. The app, the app for iHeart. We're also on Spotify, Stitcher, and more. And at y'all.com. Y'all take care.
text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The weekend is here. It is the 1st of October, and let's get our fall mode for the weekend on with Party Crowd. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew, Lord, it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights. Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming it back and laughing out loud With the smoke so thick the blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care With the dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds looking for the y'all show and each and every end of the week here on the show about the south we take a few moments to you know warm up our vocal cords do a little singing and that's what we want you to do join us in for the weekend fun y'all night i'm looking for a party crowd slamming them back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang around we are all about the South here. Stop jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there. I'm making the rounds, looking for a party crowd. Happy October! I'm looking for a party crowd, slamming them back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang around. Talk with an accent on all things Southern. That's what we do each and every day. And once a week, we take a few minutes out to put on some feel-good music. Thanks to David Lee Murphy. John Rawl is my name. You have found on your radio or podcast dial the show that covers everything across Dixie. We are the Y'all Show, broadcasting on great radio stations and great podcast options. Spotify, TuneIn, the iHeart app, the 
Apple Podcast, iApp, and so much more. We're also at y'all.com, the South's homepage. Hope you are off to a good start of your new month, and it's going to be a fun month here on the show about the South as we bring you many, 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 many hours of great guests, great conversation. We'll educate you. We'll just just do it together. And you know what? We're going to do it as one big Southern entity because that's why we call ourselves the Y'all Show. And here on this show, we at this spot have what we call on our end of the week show, our Friday Free for Y'all. This is where we do have a little music and music history and just plain fun because music and the sounds of the South are a big part of what makes this region what it is. Now this week, I got to give credit to one of the legends of broadcasting across the Southeast. I just happened to be scanning the radio dials when I found the great Greg Wood hosting his show from WTJS FM 93.1. And I heard him playing a song that I had not heard before. And it is a song that I'm going to, I'm going to play it for you, dadgummit. And the reason I'm playing, because first of all, it's a good song, but I don't know of any other song that I've ever heard that made me hungry. And this song will make, I think it'll make you hungry because it's about food and it's about fun. And I can't wait to play for you Big Mama Soul Food featuring Sugar Ray Rayford. Now, I've only seen this thing listed on one album called Spider in My Stew, Bob Corator and Friends. I think you can get it there. I know that's where you'll find it on Spotify if you have an account there. Let me tell you about Sugar Ray. Let me tell you about Bob before we play Big Mama Soul Food. Okay? Well, first off, I'm going to tell you about the Texas native. This guy is from the Tyler area. He was born in Smith County, Texas. He's 52 years old now. It is Sugar Ray Rayford. His real name is Karan Nimoy Rayford. And he was born in Texas and grew up in the Bethel Temple Church of God and Christ in Tyler, Texas. And he is quite a talent. Living Blues Magazine noted that Sugar Ray is a first-rate blues artist with a deep-running, church-honed soulfulness. And this guy has released five albums to date and has been granted three Blues Music Awards. And his latest album, Somebody Save Me, nominated for a Grammy Award in the Best Contemporary Blues Album category. Sugar Ray Rayford. Now, to give you a kind of sample of Sugar Ray, I actually tuned in one of his live performances. And here is... Just kind of a a setup of how this guy is. He told the crowd there that he was born and raised in East Texas where the women there are born and and bred on collard greens, black-eyed peas, and hot water cornbread. Those were his words. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got a song. I can't let you hear it. Because it's, I guess you would call it borderline risque. <laughs> but he's got a song that you can go find on YouTube. And it's a song where he talks about the measurements of his mother's physique. 
it's pretty unique and and the guy's funny i i i can't wait to go back and listen to more of sugar ray rayford but uh yeah this guy the the song that he talks about his mom's measurements the the technical name of the song is called big legs short skirts <laughs> okay so you know where we're going with this sugar ray man what a what a fun guy now he's teamed up on this song we're about to hear big mama's soul food he's teamed up with a yankee a white guy from chicago bob corator who is a blues harmonica player record producer and he hosts a blues radio show and he is what is he about mid-60s now and just a, a very versatile guy that's been on all kinds of people's work through the years and you can find him. He's won off kind of awards. In fact, he's been inducted into Blues Hall of Fames around the country. He's been honored by the Blues Foundation. Had tons of albums. Been on all kinds of people's work. R.L. Burnside. He was on the No Monkeys on this train high tone effort there. He's been on Nappy Brown's work and more. So, yeah, in his own way, you need to check out the harmonica playing and style of Bob Corator. But back to what Bob's doing on this song, he's joined by Sugar Ray and and on this song that we're about to play, Big Mama Soul Food. Now, Greg, who I stole this idea from to play this song today, he tells me that you also have on here the great blues singer Buddy Guy is part of this track here. And I, I can't confirm that because I don't have a track listing of who all played on Big Mama Soul Food, but Buddy Guy, a legend and out of Louisiana for sure. So again, this song being played right now, because I have heard a lot of songs in my time. This is the first song that gets the honor of being a song that made the hunger pains start coming. And I love what he sings and man, I can't handle it. Y'all I'm just going to have to let it, let it play here again. Sugar Ray Rayford and others and big mama soul food. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
soul food. I told y'all that would make you hungry. Sugar Ray Rayford, Bob Cortor, and others with Big Mama's Soul Food. You know, they don't make that kind of song in places like Idaho or New Hampshire or even California. That's got to have that southern influence for sure. And what a fun, delicious song out of this East Texas native man. Hope you enjoyed that. And Greg Wood, you will be receiving a commission check for the recommendation of Sugar Ray Rayford there and Big Mama Soul Food. I'm going to have to go get me some, uh, what all did he say there in that song? Some hot water cornbread, some uh, red, neck neck bones. Yeah, I think he talked about that. I've never had a neck bone that I'm aware of. <laughs> uh, I, I certainly have had my share of that other stuff he mentioned. All right. All right. Let me get out of here real quick and get some of that good soul food in me. And you go get you some soul food in you. Craig Faulkner puts the soul in hunting and fishing. And when we come back, he'll have his fishing forecast for the weekend. I wonder what he's up to here on the Southern Outdoors scene. We'll let you know when the Y'all Show continues. Fried bologna. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Whoa! I can make a living from walking in the woods You can bet I'd be sitting pretty good High on a hill, looking at a field downwind If I can make a nickel off of turning in bass Never worry about the price of gas I'd be wheeling and dealing and sitting there reeling them in I bet he would be We're back on the Y'all Show I'm John Rawl. Time now for Craig Faulkner to drop by with his weekly look at what's going on in the southern outdoors. It's Craig Faulkner's fishing forecast here on the Y'all Show. Craig, welcome back in. It's time for the weekend. How are you today, John? I'm, I'm doing great. I bet you you got a big smile on your face. 
I, well, you said the word weekend. I think uh, it put a smile on my face. You, you like weekends? I like weekends. Do you, how much hunting and fishing do you do during the work week? And I won't tell your boss. Uh, certain times of the year, uh, well, I, I was thinking about deer hunting, but I'm going to go back to fishing. Uh, during crappie season, uh, I actually go more during the week than I do on weekends because I dodge the crowds that way. So I kind of plan my vacation days I always save some for uh, March, April, and May. Hmm. Again, I will not tell your boss what you're doing when you're slipping out the door early. And, and then again, with the deer hunting, uh, hmm. when the rut's on, heck, I go hunt before work. When is the rut on? Uh rut will be on about, uh, in this area, uh, two weeks leading into Thanksgiving, two weeks before Thanksgiving. So there's different rut seasons in yeah. the south? Yeah, mm-hmm. it varies from... Uh, area to area and sometimes it even varies within the same states uh some states have uh different rutting periods i know alabama uh, north alabama and southern alabama are more than a month apart on their ruts and um here in like i said the area i'm in here in tennessee uh it's pretty much like clockwork uh pre-rut starts about two weeks before Thanksgiving, and then it runs on through uh, middle of December. Craig, I wanted to ask you this question. It's something I've been meaning to ask, but we're getting closer and closer for most of the South to having hunting season for deer, and with a gun at least. And I grew up where I'm from in South Carolina. They hunt deer with dogs. You go out and you have the deer be chased by dogs, and the deer come to you with dogs barking and going crazy. That's not common in the South, is it? Uh, it's legal in a few. It's legal in Mississippi. Certain they have a a dog season. Okay, a deer uh, dog running season. Uh, other than Mississippi, it's not legal in Tennessee, uh, and I don't think it's legal anywhere in Alabama either. Uh, no, it's not common. There's only a handful of states that allow that. What have you ever done it? Uh, not on purpose. Okay. But, but I mean, I've been out hunting where dogs were loose, would run deer by me, and you know. But I mean, they, it wasn't dogs that I released; just have them running deer by me. Quite a but bit. the purpose of those style of hunts is essentially you just sit down. You don't have to climb a deer stand. You just essentially can be down on the ground, and you hear the dogs in a distance uh, driving those deer to you. Well, it's a lot like rabbit hunting. If you ever been rabbit hunting. Uh, if you got the right kind of dogs, they don't chase the deer hard enough that deer will run in a circle, just like a rabbit will run in a circle, and it'll come back to where it was initially jumped up to try to get back in its bed. So when you hear the the deer or the rabbit being jumped, if you keep a keen ear out for where exactly it was jumped at, you go straight to that area and wait wait for it to come back because it's going to make a circle Hmm. well i'll go ahead and share this story since we're talking about hunting with dogs i only went hunting and my father's still alive thankfully but he and i have only been to date one time deer hunting together and it was a dog hunt style and i was with my dad and he told me to keep quiet now keep quiet i think they might be coming this way and i'm like ah they're they're not coming this way and uh Sure enough, about 10 minutes later, here comes a deer right at us. I mean, we had to almost duck 
down, that thing was going to run us over. Have you ever had that happen to you? Yeah, I've had deer run real, real close to me before. I know uh, my dad, uh, he was a coon hunter, and uh, coon hunted a lot. And uh, he actually had a deer run, run right into him one night, coon hunting at a jump, you know, in the dark. Uh, busted up his ribs and, uh, you know, knocked the breath out of him and ran straight over him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're dangerous creatures, but this thing – we essentially the way this hunt club worked out you have a paved road and you just had hunters spaced out along that paved road every 50 right. yards or so and uh this deer was aiming right at us when he was he was on a, his his uh, gallop and he jumped over us but he jumped on that paved road and busted his butt oh my you goodness. know cuz that happens i guess when yeah. they're going fast and they get right. on asphalt and Shit. their yeah. their their hooves just go out from under them he got away. That deer was a lucky deer that day. But that was my one and only deer hunting experience with dear old dad. Maybe we'll try one of these other states where it's got to be a lot easier to get you a deer. Did uh, I'm curious if y'all were hunting with shotguns or rifles. It was a shotgun. Uh, I figured it would be. And my dad, obviously, if he's only taken me hunting once, he's not an outdoorsman. It's just that this was part of a big hunt club. Right. And they have like one Saturday a, a fall where – they have a big party, essentially. Right, kind of like a social event, like a dove hunt, and, except a and deer hunt. I think we were technically, as family members, members of this club, but it was really more for my older brother, who did go down there regularly. And uh, and so we went down there for the big annual get-together. And th- the crazy thing was, the uh, the one other memory I have from that same day from a long time ago was my mother had a wreck on that same road that night. She went to go turn around, and somebody came and hit her and totaled, totaled the car. So that we we had a lucky day. My lucky mom and that lucky deer are my memories. I also want to talk to you about here today, I saw something in the city limits that I'd never see in a big city before. I saw a wild turkey out by the road of a, a fairly large city. How common is it for wild turkey to work themselves into a city? Well, they don't they don't need a real big block of woods. A lot of times, uh I know in this area and it's not really a big city, but it's uh, you know, decent sized city, um there are uh, a- there's acreage that's not developed and uh you know there's been development all around these wild animals, whether it be turkey or deer, and they're pushed into a smaller and smaller area. And uh, like I said, it doesn't take a real big um, area to hold some animals, you know, if it's not developed. Uh, I know a lot of areas around this town where, you know, I'd see wild turkey. and In the city limits? Oh, well in city limits. Okay. Well, when I saw a turkey, I thought of you. I said, that's something i got to ask Craig about. He's my kind – you're kind of my outdoors guy, you know. And and also uh, parks. You know, some parks are uh, pretty rural and – you know, it's still got a lot of oak trees and uh, browse for uh, different animals. Brow. Browse. What is that? It's like uh, different kinds of uh, grasses or seeds or, uh, hmm. you know, leaves, uh, you know, bark off certain trees, uh, uh, stuff that deer snack on. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's a, 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 no, a word I didn't learn in my Merriam-Webster there, so I'll have to write that one down. Browse with a W. Okay. 
I, I mean, like you go and browse a, a department yeah. store? Well, yeah, yeah. You can go browsing in a store. You can, you know, browse the uh, buffet line. Or, you know. <laughs> or in your case, talking to Craig Faulkner, our fishing forecast. And this is that special time. Uh, part of the reason when we started this interview, he had a big old smile on his face because this right now is the kind of uh, coming together of a couple of different seasons for Craig, have you gotten out in the woods with your bow yet? Uh, Saturday morning, sure did. Uh, killed a young doe opening morning. Good eater. My daughter's been uh, crying for some deer meat. She didn't had any in months and months, and uh, and my grandkids love it too. Uh, in fact, they like it better than me. But uh, yeah, Saturday morning was a really good morning. Tent was in the mid to upper fifties, probably. Started off about 55 and uh, light wind, uh, no bugs, just just perfect morning to be outside. So what do you do when you kill a deer? What do you do with that with a, carcass, with if meat? you will? Yeah, what, what do you do with the deer? Do you take it into a processor? No. Um, I actually uh, hunt on my own farm uh, that I live on. So uh, – First thing I'll do is go get my truck or my four-wheeler or uh, side-by-side, depending on where the deer is and what kind of uh, transportation I need to haul it out, and uh, drive it back to my house and uh, hang it up in the backyard and uh, dress it and skin it. So you uh, do that on your own property? Oh, yeah, my backyard. Do you have to report it to the state authorities that you killed a deer? Yeah, you have to check them in, but nowadays you can check them in online. Okay. What about CBD or CWD? I'm sorry, chronic wasting disease. Yeah, what do you have to do for that? Well, if you do take your deer in to be checked, uh, physically take it in and have it checked. Um, it takes them uh, two weeks to send the results back. They actually uh, cut the brain out of the skull. And the brain is what they check for CWD. And that takes two weeks? Apparently, uh, unless the time's been cut down, it takes two weeks, I guess, because of the backlog. So let me let me get this straight. Again, I'm not that much of an outdoorsman, but this CWD has been going on in several southern states for a while now. And it's that awful brain-eating disease mm-hmm. that deer get, and it can affect humans, too. No. Cannot affect humans. Okay, all right. Humans well, never you. never contract. Well, it, I'm going to say there's a 0.1% that it could affect humans just to be on the safe side. Uh, okay, so regardless, you have all these testing stations for chronic wasting diseases set up in the southeast now. I saw where Louisiana's really pushing this big time as they've had the deer come into that state in recent months and years. So... You have to send it off. So what do you do? You you take your deer in to be tested. It's obviously a dead deer. You just have to sit there and wait on your meat for a couple of weeks? Well, you got to freeze your meat. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you kill a deer and you go process it, you are looking at at least a couple of weeks before right. you can eat it. Right. You just freeze it, and you're waiting on a result back from the right. authorities. And, and it might be different in different states. And I think the reason uh, it's taking so long is – uh, number one, initially, no, they weren't set up to do this. And then when they did get set up to do it, uh, so many people were having the deer tested that it just developed a backlog. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know how long the process actually takes. It might take 10 minutes. I don't know. But, so they have to physically ship off this 
mm-hmm. dead deer's brain mm-hmm. somewhere. Right. Sure. Does. So there's some place in America that's getting shipments of dead deer brains. There's more than some place. There's some places. <laughs> it's a business now okay all right well there and then they get back to the hunter and says hey you're good to go or you better throw away what what do you do let's say it is a cwd deer you got i wouldn't eat it what what do you do with it if it's in your freezer what do you do with it that's another thing the disposal of uh cwd infected deer uh uh, here in tennessee they built a uh, I'm going to guess, throw this number out there. I'll, I'll find out next time I talk to my contact. But uh, um, like a million dollar just for incinerating uh, COVID-infected deer. COVID or CWD? CWD, I'm <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, COVID is in season two. Yeah, we got our own thing for humans, and deer have their own. <laughs> right. Theirs might even be worse because it, it, it's, it is a death, oh, yeah, it is death sentence. For, it's, it's 100% death sentence for deer. But before they die, they— literally lose their mind right exactly yeah Mm. tough tough thing yeah all right talking with craig faulkner here wrapping up our conversation let's if you don't mind let's scoot over to the waters of the southland crappie Ooh, that brings an extra smile to your face (laughs) i'll be going soon and you're talking about those uh days off and you won't say anything to the boss, I, I'll let you know. Well, you know, it's been nice hanging <laughs> I, out with you, Craig. It sounds like you're kind of signing off for a couple of months. Well, uh, you know, I've got some work to do here being the end of the month, and uh, mm-hmm. and then some work to do at the beginning of the month. But uh, watch out about the second week of uh, October. Really? You're going to be MIA? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and where do you find good crappie? I don't need to know your exact location, but what's a typical place crappie are harvested by Craig Faulkner? uh tennessee river okay in big rivers yeah yeah they're not in ponds they are, well i've got a, a pond honey hole that i was uh introduced to last year and it's right here in town and, and i will be back there too so are crappie not available to catch the other parts of the year they are but uh in fact uh i, I might have brought this up on one of our other uh, programs uh uh July and August to me are the two worst months of the year. Yeah, for fishing for crappie or anything except catfish, and uh, you know you catch crappie in the same areas or same waterways, but different areas. Uh, I catch a lot of crappie in uh, February, January. Sometimes I mean cold weather. You know where I've been a lot of days where the temperature didn't get up past fifty degrees or didn't even get to fifty degrees. And they were good fishing days. Hmm. And uh, generally, I, I'll lay off, like I said, uh, July and August. I, I want nothing to do with it. And then uh, towards the end of September, which you're at now, first part of October, uh, I start thinking about crappie again. Of course, you got deer hunting to compete with now, too. Have and, you done both on the same day? Oh, yeah. Oh, Is yeah. that like the best day ever, better than going? Uh, it kind of wears yourself out. Uh, which one do you do first? Uh, depends on the weather. Uh, and I've turkey hunted and fished a lot. And, uh, I, I generally would go turkey hunting in the morning, fishing in the afternoon. And, uh, with, with, uh, deer and fish, I generally go deer hunting in the morning and fishing in the afternoon. So, uh, normally a afternoon fish and a morning hunt. But, uh, 
Yeah, it can wear you out. It can yeah. wear you out. Well, let me ask you this question. Again, I'm John Rawl, in case you don't know who I am. And I confess here to you, Craig, our outdoors expert, I am no expert on the outdoors. And I know when I've been around people who've been a big, avid outdoorsman, they, in those deer hunting months, get up at the crack of dawn, before the crack of dawn, so they can be there at the crack of dawn. Can you hunt legally when it's uh, lunchtime in the afternoon? Oh, sure. Well, sure. What, I know the reason people like to be up there at daybreak is because that's when the deer are out and maybe not hiding. But you can kill a deer just any other time of the day, too. Just, any time just... during daylight hours. Okay, that's what Certainly I was wondering. Can. It just, uh, their movements tend to be more early morning and late evening. But... That doesn't mean they won't move in the middle of the day. Certain conditions, uh, weather conditions, and uh, and time of year. Uh, so I, I know a lot of people that hunt. Uh, they go out there and start at uh, high noon. Oh, okay. You know? I'm not familiar with those people. But that's why there's I... not many of them, but there's some, and, and they're usually trophy hunters. They look for that midday move because what the deer will do after a short period of time and hunting pressure, they'll pattern the hunters. They start patterning. They know what a truck door sounds like, and they know when headlights come through the field, and they also know when they leave the field. So deer will kind of develop and pattern the hunters, and uh, you can slip in there real quiet in the middle of the day. They'll be moving and thinking everything's uh, safe. Hmm. Man, and then you can say, fooled you. Yeah. <laughs> Craig Faulkner, anything else before we get out of here from you? Uh, just everybody get out and enjoy this great time of year, and, uh, whether it's hunting or fishing or just going outside, walking or biking or doing anything. Get outside and enjoy the great outdoors. We will do that. Craig Faulkner, his fishing forecast right here on the Y'all Show. We'll see you here next week, sir. Sure thing, John. All right. And I won't tell the boss, I promise. Y'all talk with an accent on all things Southern continues after this break. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, Stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Sitting on the front porch on a summer afternoon In a straight back chair on two legs Leaned against the wall Watch the kids playing with June bugs on string And chase the glowing fireflies when evening shadows fall In my Tennessee mountain home Life is a 
peaceful as a baby's sigh. In my Tennessee mountain home, crickets sing in the fields nearby. Thank you, Miss Dolly. Let's bring you some news items, and we'll start off in those Tennessee mountains for a big business story. How about this coup? Y'all ever heard of Smith & Wesson? That's one of America's oldest and most popular gun manufacturers, and they are going to be relocating their headquarters from Massachusetts to Maryville, Tennessee. They're going to invest $125 million to move south, and they hope to have their Smith & Wesson world headquarters up and going in the year 2023. In addition to relocating the headquarters, Smith & Wesson will move its distribution, assembly, and plastic injection molding operations to the Partnership Park North Industrial Park, and that is in Blunt County, Tennessee. This move is going to create about 750 new jobs, that according to the Tennessee Department of Economic and Community Development. A big week in the volunteer state. You had in West Tennessee this week the announcement that Ford's going to put in an electric vehicle battery place as well as a manufacturing assembly type deal there in Haywood County in West Tennessee. And now in East Tennessee, Smith & Wesson moving its headquarters where it's been since way back when and now moving to Tennessee, a much more gun-friendly state, I would assume, as compared to their home state of Massachusetts. So great job, East Tennessee, West Tennessee. Come on, Middle Tennessee, you're going to have to get it together. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure there's plenty of good business news out of that portion of the volunteer state as well. But Smith & Wesson, moving south. A Southerner has passed away, Louisville, Kentucky native Tommy Kirk. Now, are you familiar with Tommy Kirk? You might have to go a ways back. He was an actor, best known for his performances in Old Yeller, The Shaggy Dog, Swiss Family Robinson, and a whole bunch of other films. As he was a Kentucky-born actor, ended up moving to California when he was just a little tiny lad, so probably doesn't remember much of, of his days back in the bluegrass. But yeah, he played in Old Yeller. Disney cast him as Travis Coates in that 1957 film. Then he also was in The Shaggy Dog, Swiss Family Robinson, and uh, did some recording and more. A very versatile actor, and he has died this week, and he died at the age of 79. Tommy Kirk, the child star who was in those Disney films, passing away. Um, So, yeah, another legend. Of course, this was a child actor, but passing away there in California this week. Also want to let you know, U.S. Postal Service deliveries may take a long, a little bit longer now that it's October 1st. It's a plan to slow down some of the mail deliveries that goes into effect this week. It would help cut cost and increase reliability by doing this. This new service standards mean that the United States Postal Service will increase the delivery time for 39% of the first-class mail and 93% of periodicals such as magazines. But yeah, it looks like starting today that this move, which is designed to cut costs, could slow you down just a little bit. But some of the other deliveries, it sounds like, might speed up a bit. That's, that's what they say. That is, uh, take it for what it's worth coming out of the Postal Service, right? 
If you've got a little extra money and you're looking to blow blow it, uh, $2.2 million, you got that over there in your, in your chest of drawers? Hey, Emmett Smith wants to sell you his mansion in Dallas for that price. The former Dallas Cowboy running back and Florida Gator has put his mansion in the Dallas market for sale for $2.2 million. <laughs> and, of course, that price tag is a nod to the jersey number 22 that he wore when he played for the boys. And Emmett Smith even promised to attend a private dinner with the new buyer if you buy his house in the Dallas area. I don't know exactly where it's located. He may not want you knowing where it's located so he didn't have all these random people showing up at his house trying to maybe take a tour. But you can see some photos of it if you go to the website NBCDFW.com. They've got the story, and they've got about 30 photos that have been placed up there Really good inside shots of the house and more. It's a beautiful place there in Big D for number 22, Dallas Cowboys Hall of Famer and Florida Gator great. I think he is from Pensacola originally. Emmett Smith, his home available. If you have an extra $2.2 million floating around, you can make that purchase. The Y'all Show is the show all about the South where we fill you in on so much fun stuff. You know what? We're going to take a break here. And when we come back on y'all, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick look at some of the new movies hitting theaters this first weekend of the month of October. That's ahead on the show that truly does cover all things Southern. We are y'all. Woo! Let's get crazy! In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in. Come on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Time to wrap up this second hour of the Y'all Show as we get you set for the weekend and a pretty busy weekend at the box office if you want to head down to your local movie theater. Debuting this weekend, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. That is a sci-fi thriller. Woody Harrelson is in this alongside Naomi Harris and Michelle Williams. Ooh, that looks great for this month of which horrors are in vogue. The Addams Family 2, that is out this weekend. That's got Charlize Theron, Nick Kroll, Oscar Isaac, and others. The Addams Family 2, a great little animation film if you want to go check out. As the kind of billing for this says, unhappy to see you again. Unhappy, yeah. Addams Family 2. Also out this month, or right now since it is the first of the month, The Many Saints of Newark. That is a crime drama. It's got Leslie Odom Jr. among the stars. And it has to do with New Jersey gangster Tony Soprano. <laughs> Pretty cool there. The Many Saints of Newark out this weekend. 
Mayday. That is a drama fantasy. It's got Grace Van Patten, Mia Goth, Soko, and others. And it is out this weekend. Also, you've got Agatha Russell, Garance Mariar, and Vincent Ladon starring in Tatane. I believe is how it's pronounced. That's a drama. It's out this weekend. The Jesus Music. That's a documentary. And it's a documentary revealing Jesus Music's untold story from its humble beginnings at the Calvary Chapel in Costa Mesa, California, through its transformation into the multi-billion dollar industry of Christian contemporary music today. This stars among, I guess it's a documentary, so it's got these people as themselves, Amy Grant, Kirk Franklin, Kevin Max, and others. The Jesus Music. And lastly, a Western out this weekend. Old Henry, Tim Blake Nelson, Gavin Lewis, Trace Atkins is in this one. And this one is out an action Western about a farmer who takes in an injured man with a satchel of cash. When a posse comes for the money, he must decide who to trust. Defending a siege, he reveals a gunslinging talent calling his true identity into question. Hmm. Again, Old Henry out this weekend for this first day of October. Well, speaking of October, for many, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And when we come back in Hour 3, we're going to go to WMC Television in Memphis. They just visited with someone from the Breast Cancer Awareness Month effort, and we will share a portion of that conversation as part of our feature of Hour 2, or rather Hour 3. Also, in Hour number 3, we've got some more sports news, and Melissa Rhodes has a southern accent on sports that we'll be sharing with you. That plus a look at some of the great festivals across the southeast as we wrap up this Friday edition of the show about the South. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Almost to the weekend, but we got just a few more housekeeping things to do before we let y'all out of here. You can't go punch that clock quite yet. You got to listen to this final hour of our conversation about what's going on across the Southeast. My name's John Rawl. You have locked in into your radio and podcast dial, the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent. And we've got lots of great information we're going to be passing along your way as we close up shop here and get you ready for the first weekend of October. We've got some sports news that I'll share with you in a second. Also this hour, as we welcome in a new month, it's the month of October, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And WMC Television in Memphis has interviewed someone who is going to share with all y'all some very helpful stuff. So we'll be taking you to the Bluff City for that in the next segment. Also this hour, we're going to look at some more festivals taking place across the 16 southern states this weekend. So if you don't have those plans all set in stone, going to have a lot of stuff to share with you before we get out of here. From Dixie with Love is going to be 
what gets us out of here today. Our telephone number, you can text it. It is 803-816-1170. We are ready to take your text at your schedule whenever you can. We want to hear from you. Also, don't forget the Y'all Shows powered by y'all.com. Y'all is the South's homepage. Feel free to go there and check out all the free content. And we ask you to also, if you're a Facebook person, go on Facebook and find y'all.com on Facebook. And please like and follow that Facebook page of this, the show and website that covers everything Southern. Into the sports headlines we go, and LaShawn McCoy, NFL running back, has decided to retire as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Pittsburgh Panther, guy who played for Bishop McDevitt in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, had a long career in the NFL. He was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020, helped win a Super Bowl. In fact, he's a two-time Super Bowl champion winning both with the Buccaneers, and he also was part of that very good effort that the 49ers, well, rather the Chiefs had when they beat the 49ers in Super Bowl, whatever that was, Super Bowl 54. And so he he was part of that Super Bowl team, 54. And then he goes, I guess, the very next year and, and wins it as part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This guy's good luck. I can't imagine anybody would let him retire. But he got his career started as a Philadelphia Eagle. And the news this week, LaShawn McCoy is going to retire. He's retiring today. And the franchise's all-time leading rusher is going to be honored at Lincoln Financial Field this weekend as the Chiefs, again, a team that he was part of. And, of course, he was with the Eagles when Chiefs coach Andy Reid was in Philadelphia. And he's going to be honored this weekend with his incredible career. And, man, a running back having a career that lasts as long as his did over 10 years, that's saying something. That is saying something. Again, LaShawn McCoy, a two-time champion of the Super Bowl, a first-team All-Pro on two occasions, a six-time Pro Bowler. He was the rushing yards leader back in 2013. He was the Big East Rookie of the Year when he was a college player, when Pitt was a member of the Big East Conference at that time. What a career, good job, and off to your next endeavor there, LaShawn McCoy, whatever that might be. Hmm. Don't know if he's going to be involved in media or not. Now, he's had a little bit of a, a, a muddied past, if you will, as he had some domestic violence allegations against him. And that's got a little bit of a a problem. He's been in other controversies throughout his life. But, uh, yeah, LaShawn McCoy hanging up his cleats in the NFL. Antonio Brown better be getting his cleats dusted off. Speaking of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this wide receiver has now been activated from the COVID-19 list. He missed the game at L.A. this past weekend. The Rams took it to the Buccaneers 34-24. And now he's been activated, ready to go when Tampa Bay gets ready to go to Foxborough and take on Tom Brady's old team, the New England Patriots. This is going to be one heck of a game Sunday. And Brown, the 33-year-old, has six receptions and 138 yards and a touchdown for the Bucs this season. 
Now, Brown played one game for the Patriots back in 2019 before he got cut or released would be the more specific term after he reportedly sent text message to a woman who had alleged sexual misconduct against him. Antonio Brown back in the lineup for the Buccaneers, assuming Tom Brady throws the ball his way in that visit to New England this weekend. As far as what's on tap Sunday in NFL football, it starts early. Lots of games in the 12 o'clock Central, 1 o'clock Eastern time slot. Mercedes-Benz Stadium welcomes the team that just got a big victory last week in New York. The Falcons come home. They've got the Washington football team, and that game kicks at 1 Eastern. Buffalo's got the Houston Texans coming into Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park. Soldier Field, you know, there's talk that the Bears days in Soldier Field could be winding down. They've got their old black and blue rival Detroit coming into town. Detroit 0-3 has the worst luck of any team, it appears, especially after what happened to them last week. The Lions seek win number one, and that game from Chicago is one of your early games Sunday. This is going to be a great game. A lot of people will be able to tune in and see the Dallas Cowboys fresh off their big Monday night victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. Dak Prescott and company have the Carolina Panthers coming into AT&T Stadium. And again, the Panthers atop the NFC South with a perfect 3-0 record. This is an early game on Sunday. Dolphins try to bounce back. They've got the winless Indianapolis Colts coming to Hard Rock Stadium for an early game on Sunday. Vikings host the Cleveland Browns early Sunday. Also, the New York football Giants will be in the Big Easy. This is the opener at Caesar Superdome. First ever regular season game for New Orleans in what's called the Caesars Superdome as it's been rebranded from a name I won't give credit to since they're not paying to have their name on the stadium anymore. The New York Jets have the Tennessee Titans coming into MetLife for an early game Sunday. Also, the Eagles host the Kansas City Chiefs at Lincoln Financial Field, where, as we just told you, LaShawn McCoy will be honored on Sunday afternoon. Your later games, your mid-afternoon starts, the Rams hosting the Arizona Cardinals, the Giant, the rather the, the San Francisco 49ers have the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's struggling a bit, and they go down to Levi's Stadium for a battle with the Niners. The perfect not have a loss on the ledger at this point. The Denver Broncos, they've got the Ravens coming to Empower Field at Mile High for a game. And your last game to mention for the mid-afternoon starts, the Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers from Lambeau. Your Sunday night contest features that big game. Tom Brady, he goes back to Foxborough, back to the promised land. Tampa Bay is at New England. That game, again, is your Sunday night NBC broadcast. Monday night football, it's the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers from Inglewood's SoFi Stadium. ESPN has this one set for 8.15 Eastern, 7.15 Central. Monday night football. Now to Major League Baseball. It's your final weekend of regular season play And some of the divisions have been all knotted, and some of the divisions are coming down crunch time of who's winning. Let me just tell you, this thing is changing by the second, what the lineups are for the series, as there's still a lot of attention of what's going on in the National League West, National League East, the American League, what is it, the American League East, not necessarily the Rays, but 
the other teams in that thing. Here is your lineup of series for this weekend. Rays are at the Yankees. Orioles at Toronto. The Red Sox will be in the nation's capital with a interleague battle with the Washington Nationals. Big one in San Fran. Giants and Padres. Padres are out of it, but this will affect the Giants. The Miami Marlins, they've got the Phils coming in. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are on the diamond. Texas closes out the regular season, hosting the Cleveland Indians, soon-to-be Guardians. The Detroit Tigers at one of your best teams in Major League Baseball. Nothing on the line for this particular series. The Chicago Southsiders, the Sox hosting the Detroit Tigers here this weekend. Royals have the Minnesota Twins in town. The Houston Astros have the Oakland Athletics visiting Houston this weekend. Man, the red-hot St. Louis Cardinals, they battle their arch-rival, the Chicago Cubs. Not much on the line here. Cardinals are playoff-bound. Chicago, you are golf course-bound. No postseason for the Northsiders. The New York Mets in Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Braves. The Arizona Diamondbacks hosting the Colorado Rockies in this last weekend of Major League Baseball. The Angels are at Seattle. And your best team in the NL Central is playing one of your best teams in all of baseball. The Milwaukee Brewers are in Tinseltown this weekend visiting the Los Angeles Dodgers. We even have, for all of you football fans out there, all you college football fans, now in hour one today we walked through all the big lineups of what's going on college football-wise on Saturday But there's about three games worth noting that are going on here on a Friday night. Friday Night Lights college football style. First off at Chapman Stadium in Tulsa, TU, the Golden Hurricane, hosting the Houston Cougars. This is your ESPN broadcast, Friday Night Lights, starting at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30, as Don Williams would say, or as actually he would sing about, Tulsa time, (laughs) 6.30 Tulsa time, Cougars and Golden Hurricane. Fox Sports 1 has a game from College Park. It's the Maryland Terrapins, and they are hosting the number five Iowa Hawkeyes in this Big Ten battle. This is a big game. Look for the upset. I think the Terps can pull it off, and we'll be rooting for them since we're a pro-South show, and that's one of our border states. Iowa is not the South, y'all. And our last game, it's a battle of Utah. And it's not necessarily the Holy War. I don't know if this particular matchup even has a nickname. But from Maverick Stadium in Logan, it's the homestanding Utah State Aggies hosting the number 13 BYU Cougars. And that will be telecast on this Friday night starting at 10, or rather 9 Eastern, 8 Central. And I guess that would be 7 Mountain Time. Cougars all the way up to Maverick Stadium, taking on the Aggies of Utah State University, USU, on CBS Sports Network. That's tonight's action. Again, go back to our first hour if you have the podcast option, and you can hear all about the big game set for Saturday across college football. Melissa Rhodes does a fantastic job here at y'all.com with her southern accents, and Melissa Rhodes standing by with this southern accent today all about Southern sports. Take it away, Melissa. Southern Accent. Here's a Southern sports update from y'all.com. I'm Melissa Rhodes. 
Hey, who's that NFL ref with the southern drawl and long hair? That's Pascagoula, Mississippi's own Sarah Thomas, the first woman to referee in the NFL. Thomas continues her trailblazing role. She worked Super Bowl 55 in February. It's been an emotional climb for the Mississippi mama of three. It was April the 8th, 2015 at 10.57 a.m. Central Standard Time, and I picked up the phone, and it was Dean Blandino. He said, I want to welcome you as one of nine new game officials to the NFL. I'm ready. Let's go. You just see the fruits of your labor. I can't believe I'm emotional. But the sacrifices that I've had to give up, that they had to make, and missing many things and and them just being proud. Sports headlines and more at y'all.com. There's no crying in NFL football, Sarah Thomas. What's she doing crying like that now? What a feel-good story and a Mississippi girl. And you can see her probably somewhere on an NFL gridiron this weekend. We are y'all talk with a southern accent. Appreciate Melissa and that southern accent right there. When we come back, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Now that the calendar has rolled over to the month of October, we'll take you to WMC-TV in the city of Memphis. And they've had a great guest this week talking about breast cancer. And we're going to share a portion of that interview. And it's coming up next here on The Y'all Show. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, Stop taking Lens S and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Lens S. Learn more at lensess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals.
The Boot Hill Bombshell. Rocker Cheryl Crow, Kennett, Missouri's own MU alum. And I think she lives in Nashville now, mostly, I think. 59-year-old Cheryl Crow, a breast cancer survivor, says that it redefined her whole life and career when she went through a battle with breast cancer. We are the Y'all Show. Talk with an accent on all things Southern. And it is October, and it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And Cheryl grew up not all that far from Memphis, Tennessee. And very likely, she had a chance to go out there and adjust the antenna on her family's television set from time to time. And on those days where the weather was just right, she could tune in one of Memphis's great TV stations, WMC-TV Channel 5. And thanks to Channel 5 today, Andrew Douglas, who's one of the TV hosts on that Memphis TV station, he has just posted up a video from Action News 5 where he caught up with Elizabeth Ennis, and she's with the American Cancer Society, and she is out promoting October as Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we're going to hear a clip of that. So many places, so many organizations involved with breast cancer awareness, as you have people like what we just heard, Cheryl Crow, famous people who've been through it, famous people who've died, sadly, from breast cancer. And I knew a man who once had breast cancer. A man. Men can get breast cancer. It's not just a woman-only type thing. And so Breast Cancer Awareness Month is that time where once a year, we can all start paying attention and many people wear pink as a result of breast cancer awareness. And so here on the Y'all Show, we're hoping maybe you'll pay attention just a little bit, just for a few seconds, and hear all about how you can help out and bring awareness of what's going on in terms of breast cancer. Again, to Memphis we go. Andrew Douglas, anchor at Action News, Action News 5 there in Memphis, Tennessee, as he visits with the American Cancer Society's Elizabeth Ennis. And we're proud to share this as part of Breast Cancer Awareness Month here on the Y'all Show. So obviously October is a a huge month for us as we celebrate um, breast cancer awareness. We have several things that we do here in Memphis. Uh, We have our Real Men Wear Pink campaign, um, which we have 32 guys across the Memphis area that come and join us and lead the charge in raising money and awareness for breast cancer. And then um, towards the end of October, we have our big Making Strides Against Breast Cancer walk, um, which is happening this year, um, Sunday, October 17th, out at the Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium on Tiger Lane. So we're very excited for October this year. All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. Uh, I've, I've been uh, honored with with being a part of that campaign this year. So um, we're talking about uh, did you say thirty two men across uh, Memphis and the Mid South, and we're wearing pink every single day in the month of October, and we're talking about um, the the kind of uh, benefit it is when you donate to the American Cancer Society, right? Absolutely. Yes. 32 men. This is our biggest class that we've ever had. Um, And it's just men that have either been directly impacted by breast cancer or people that want to get involved in the community um, and give back in some way. Um, So we're very excited. 
this year's class, we're calling them the Million Dollar Men um, because we're hoping to cross the million dollar mark, um, have, having raised money over the last seven years here in Memphis. So very exciting. We're ready to see all the different pink that all you guys have. The pressure's on, too. Million dollars. All right. We got to do that. Absolutely. So looking forward to that. And then, uh, you know, here in, in at Action News 5, you know, I, I have my uh, pink tie campaign uh, in addition to uh, Real Men Wear Pink, where I wear a pink tie and I say whoever sent it to me um, and their little story behind it. Oftentimes it's uh, from a survivor or someone who they lost to breast cancer. Um, what about the research uh, that goes into uh, some of the funding that American Cancer Society does? Absolutely. So we are currently investing um, $73.5 million across the U.S. in breast cancer research alone. And, you know, obviously research plays a huge part in what we do. You know, not only the, the local programs and services that we offer, but going through um, putting money into those, those research funds that help us provide, you know, clinical trial um, opportunities or different drug research opportunities, you know, we are really trying to move the pin in uh, making sure that no nobody else dies of breast cancer. All right, that from WMC-TV in Memphis. Glad to share that with you as their anchor in the Bluff City, Andrew Douglas, catching up with the American Cancer Society's Elizabeth Ennis. It is October. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and Elizabeth sharing some of the things going on in the Memphis and Mid-South area, including the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. Similar things going on really across the entire South this month. So just saw that great interview, and we wanted to do our part to just let you know how you can get involved wherever you are in the effort to bring awareness of breast cancer. Now, let me take a few moments from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention website to pass along their post about what are the symptoms of breast cancer, some warning signs, if you will, of what you might have breast cancer. And so we want to take a moment to share those with you. So one of the warning signs of breast cancer, if you have a new lump in the breast or in your underarm area, your armpit, if you feel a, a lump, that is a possible warning sign that you have breast cancer. Another warning sign, thickening or swelling of part of the breast. Also, irritation or dimpling of breast skin is a warning sign that you could have breast cancer. Redness or flaky skin in the nipple area or the breast is a warning sign of breast cancer. Also, pulling in of the nipple or pain in the nipple area. A definite, a definite symptom that you could have a breast cancer scare going on. Nipple discharge other than breast milk, including blood, is definitely something you might want to go get checked out. Also, a warning sign, any change in the size or the shape of the breast. And if you have pain in any area of the breast, those, again, are several of the warning signs of breast cancer. And if you have any of those, please go see your doctor. Get help. Keep in mind that these symptoms can happen with other conditions that are not cancer. So, yes, go see your doctor and be kind of feeling and being, especially if you're a female, being extra, extra careful of having this thing happen to you. And I'll just tell you as a guy, as a, as a male here, we don't necessarily often have breast cancer. 
But what guys can have is testicular cancer. I would say it's kind of a similar type thing where you have to go examine a, a private area of your body. And uh, I've had a scare with that in my life. Nothing, I, I, was, I didn't have it, but I've had to go in and get extra tests. And uh, I've had a first cousin who had testicular cancer. And, and and that's pretty common, but we're not in testicular breast testicular cancer awareness month. We're in breast cancer awareness month. And so one of the things that happens this month, again, as a sports fan, you see the national football league traditionally honor breast cancer and they have their crucial catch campaign. I assume that's up and going. We'll find out when we tune in on Sunday across the NFL to see that and anything to make a difference. That's, while we're taking time here on today's Y'all Show to to let you know what you can do to be aware of what may be going on with your own body. But if you are kind of looking out over others, please have those people do their own self-checks or if you need to help them out, let's try to not only get rid of COVID-19, if we can get rid of cancer, if we could just take both COVID and cancer and kick them to the curb, life would be so much better, don't you think? We can say prayers, but it takes more than prayers. You got to raise money and you got to stay on it. And maybe, just maybe, we'll get through this. When the Y'all Show comes back, it is a busy weekend across the Southeast. And we will share with you some of the great festivals that you can find across the 16 southern states. It's part of our Festive South. And that is headed your way right after this timeout of the show that's all about the South. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive, bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. I was 15 when my daddy's old man called me halfway through my first beer. He laughed so hard when my face turned green. He said, you come from a long line of sinners like me. Now me and my brother go to see him sometimes. But he don't have much to say anymore So we sit on his headstone with the feet of Jack D Here's to a long line of 
sinners like me. All right, got just a little bit left here on this end of the week fun of the Y'all Show. Hope y'all have great weekend plans ahead. If you don't, let me take a few minutes here and tell you about some of the fun going on across the Southeast this weekend in case you need that last minute little nudge and get you out of the house and, and do something here this weekend. Let's go in alphabetical order, if you will, across the Southeast for the next few minutes. And we'll start off in A. A is for Alabama. And in Florence this weekend, it's Shoals Fest 2021. And that is at McFarland Park in beautiful Florence, Alabama. How about over in East Alabama this weekend in Oxford on Main Street? They got Oxford Fest. And that's going on this weekend right there near Anniston. But this is not in Anniston. This one is in Oxford, Alabama. Lots of Oxfords in the South, in case you were not aware of that. This weekend in the state of Arkansas, they have in Little Rock the Greek Food Festival. And that's at the Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church. That's going on both today and Saturday. Check it out for some good Greek food in the state of Arkansas. How about this one? This one's in Salam Springs, Arkansas. It's the 2021 Homegrown Festival, and that's Main Street all day Saturday in the natural state. Good option for you if you head that direction. In the Sunshine State this weekend, you got various events going on throughout the state. How about Fall Festival? That's in Davie, Florida at the Flamingo Road Nursery this weekend. And in Tampa, going on all weekend long, it's the Gasparilla Music Festival. And that sounds like a lot of fun going on in Tampa. And I'm trying to get a list of some of the singers. It's not pulling up for me. You'll just need to Google yourself here. Let me see. Let me help you out. I'll go the extra measure because I'm a nice guy. Let me see if I can't pull up a few of the people in Tampa. I mean, this sounds like a a great weekend for you to to head there and check. I mean, there's a lot of great airlines that go into Tampa rather cheap. I do know Coppertail Brewing Company is the presenting sponsor of the Gasparilla Music Festivals. And the tickets are eh, three-day pass. You can get them for about $90. The lineup includes for this year DJ Casper Baby Jake uh, some of these I don't know who they are Sophie Tucker Saturday's lineup at the Gasparilla Music Festival include The Drainouts Glove Oxford Noland hmm, Silent Disco Matt and Kim Nas at the JW Marriott stage on Sunday, you've got Cedric Burnside. I'm familiar with him. He's a blues artist. Mm, Ella Jett playing. There's a bunch of people. To their credit, they've probably got 100 people. Ivy Alex, Mondo Cosmo, and the event winds up with a pretty big act, Government Mule, all as part of the Gasparilla Music Festival in Tampa this weekend. In the bluegrass of Kentucky this weekend, head there for some fun. You can head over to Fairmouth. It's the Kentucky Wool Festival in, rather, Falmouth, Kentucky. The Kentucky Wool Festival taking place there this weekend. 
It's got food, music, and crafts. And I bet you people are acting a little sheepish at the Kentucky Wool Festival. Also this weekend in Kentucky, it's the Cumberland Mountain Fall Festival. That is in Middlesbrough, and that's going on this weekend. To the Pelican State, and the fun there includes this weekend, you got the French Quarter Festival. That's taking place in New Orleans all the way through Sunday. You know, they've canceled a lot of the fun stuff like Jazz Fest and more, but this is going on, the French Quarter Festival. Go check out more if you would like. And then if you want to hear a good country music singer, Dustin Lynch is going to be in Lake Charles, and that's going on at the La Auberge Casino Resort in Lake Charles. And that's, let's see, I guess he's going to be there a lot. Party at the Pool is what it's called. Let me throw out one other Great event going on in Louisiana this weekend in Abbeville. It's the Louisiana Cattle Festival and Fair. And that's going on this weekend in good old Louisiana. To our southern border state of Maryland. And in that state this very weekend, you've got the First Sunday Arts Festival. And that's on Calvert Street in downtown Annapolis. And in Crownsville, Maryland, on General's Highway, it's the Maryland Renaissance Festival. And that's taking place both Saturday and Sunday there in Crab Cake Country. In North Carolina this weekend, I, I'm sorry, let me, I skipped over two other states. Shame, shame on me. Let me take you, because I said I'd be going in alphabetical order. So let me move on from Maryland to Mississippi. And in Mississippi this weekend, first off, I want to tell you the Old Brook Festival is going to be taking place around Lincoln County in Brookhaven, Mississippi is where this is. And that's going on Saturday, the Old Brook Festival. Then you got a 5K right around the state capitol in Madison this weekend at the Chapel of the Cross. A day in the country 5K going on in Madison, Mississippi this weekend. Now to the state of Missouri and some of the fun going on in the Show Me State this weekend includes in New Madrid. You know, they don't celebrate earthquakes there, but they do celebrate a fall festival. And that's taking place in New Madrid, right in the boot hill, right on the Mississippi River. And that's going on this weekend. Also going on not too far from New Madrid in Poplar Bluff, Poplar Bluff, Missouri. It's the craft fair at the First Church of God. And that's going on here on this first weekend of the month of October. To North Carolina, we'll take you to the Tar Hill State for some fun. And going on, you've got the 24th Annual French Broad River Festival. That's in Hot Springs, not the one in Arkansas, the one in North Carolina. At the Hot Springs, North Carolina Hot Springs Resort and Spa, the 24th Annual French Broad River Festival. That's, of course, in western North Carolina. Also this weekend, you've got in Rutherfordton, North Carolina, the Hilltop Fall Festival. That's all day Saturday. Hilltop Fall Festival, Rutherfordton, North Carolina. In Oklahoma, Oklahoma, USA. Oklahoma this weekend, festivals and events going on there that we want to share with you. How about the Waterfall Festival? That's in Moore, Oklahoma at Garden Ponds Unlimited. And that is a fun thing you might want to see if you get a chance to go there. Also, You don't think of this too often when you think of the state of Oklahoma, but believe it or not, they have a regatta festival, and that's in Oklahoma City at Riversport Drive. The Oklahoma Regatta Festival going on this weekend. Hey, 
Maybe we'll see a battleship somewhere around OKC out there on display. To South Carolina, the Palmetto State's got plenty of fun going on from the up country all the way down to the low country. And this weekend, you have going on in the city. Let me see. Let me get a good one for you. How about Winsboro? Winsboro, just to the north of downtown Columbia. It's a Fairfield County is the county. Rock Around the Clock Festival. That's going on both Friday and Saturday in Winsboro, South Carolina. And also love this town in the low country. In Beaufort, it's the 27th Annual Beaufort Shrimp Festival, and that's at the Henry C. Chambers Waterfront Park in Beaufort, South Carolina. To the state of Tennessee, we'll try to give you three for representing all three sections of the volunteer state. Going on this weekend in Lenore City, Tennessee, it's the Fall Harvest Fest and Craft Fair on Ford Road, that's all Saturday afternoon in Lenore City, the Fall Harvest Fest and Craft Fair. Now, a really cool town, if you've never been to it, it's in southern middle Tennessee. Going on this weekend, and going on actually more than just a weekend, it stretches all the way till October 16th, it's Old Time Harvest Days, and that is in Wartrace, Tennessee. Step back in time during this event in the quaint historic town of Wartrace, as you'll see plenty of handmade arts and crafts, downtown shopping, food, and more. Wartrace, a suburb of Bellbuckle, and it's right there going on this weekend, the old-time harvest days. And also in the state of Tennessee, if we take you to the western portion, in Tiptonville in northwest Tennessee, it's the Realfoot Arts and Crafts Festival that's going on all weekend at Realfoot Lake State Park in Tiptonville. Sounds like real fun there at Real Foot. In the state of Texas this weekend, you have a good, goodly, as we say in the South, goodly selection of events. How about in Kerrville, Texas, the 49th annual Kerrville Folk Festival at Quiet Valley Ranch. That's going on this weekend. Don't want to leave out in Winnie, Texas. Love this town right on the Gulf Coast. The Texas Rice Festival, and that's at the Winnie Stowell County Park in Winnie, Texas. Rice Festival 2021. And I'm not talking about the rice owls. I'm talking about the food of which they grow rice in Texas. Did y'all know that? You know, they grow more than just big old cows and whatever else Texas is known for. They actually grow cotton. They grow rice. And I bet you somewhere, somebody might even be growing tobacco in the state of Texas. Going on this weekend in the state of Virginia, Plenty of fun in the Old Dominion State. First of all, in Doswell, Virginia, it's the State Fair of Virginia. That goes all the way through Sunday at the Meadow Event Park. Also want to let you know that in, uh, let's see, in Ashburn, Virginia, it's the Virginia Wine Festival, and that's at One Loudon. That goes on both Saturday and Sunday in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And lastly, as we've gone through in alphabetical order, as promised, We've got going on this weekend in West Virginia. Hurricane is the city, and the Hurricane Harvest Festival is taking place all afternoon on Saturday. Sounds delicious and fun as well. And the final place we'll take you on our trip across the southeast to tell you about some of the fun in the south. Clendenin, West Virginia, is the city. The Chillin' on the Elk Beer and Wine Festival. That is Saturday afternoon right on Main Street 
and Clendenin or Clendenin. Haven't been there, but it sounds fun. Chilling on the Elk Beer and Wine Festival. That's going on there in that portion of the Mountain State this weekend. And that's a look at all the fun, y'all, for this first weekend, the, the weekend that makes fall come alive. We're into the month of October. Sounds awesome. Get out there and see all these great places. We're going to wrap up the Y'all Show right after this timeout. Always, you can text us here at 803-816-1170. If you've got an event or a festival that you want us to share, we'll be happy to do that. Just send us that text, 803-816-1170. Going to close things up for the week when the Y'all Show, and, 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 and you can't miss out on the fun. It's coming up next here. Stay tuned. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, Stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Avian and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Y'all, we have kind of wrapped things up here. Can't thank you enough for tuning us in on great stations, great podcast options, and more. And we will be right back here Monday with more of the show that covers the South. John Rawl is my name. Appreciate you. If you want to email us here at y'all, you can do that. Just send us a mail at mail, M-A-I-L, at y'all.com, M-A-I-L at Y-A-L-L.com. I don't know why I was thinking about it when I was hearing this song. It kind of made me think of fall. It made me think of leaves falling. It made me think, oh my God, so many things right now are so out of whack. What if we have a shortage of rakes? (laughs) 
and we don't have any rakes to go ro- you know clean up the yard because of some excuse of pa- the pandemic. I, I don't know why I thought of that, but I, but I did. Forgive me. No telling, y'all. Hey, thank you again. We appreciate it. It's always fun to be here providing you great information on the show about the South. Our website, y'all.com, has a continual rollout of stories about the South. We'll have a great new episode of Tricks of the Trade coming your way on Saturday. Make sure you tune in to y'all.com to watch that show. And again, we'll be right back here Monday with more of the show that's all about the South. Have a great weekend, y'all. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Woo! Let's get crazy! In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in. Come on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.